Welcome to The Lead, a podcast about how to get ahead in the media industry from the people who did. I'm Charlotte Northworthy. In this episode of The Lead, I talk to Grady alumna Michelle Bruckman. She has served as a transportation reporter and engagement editor for the Seattle Times for a couple of years. And in this episode, we discuss her transition from the Southeast to the Pacific Northwest and real advice for students on the job hunt. But first, a word from our sponsor. This podcast was created by the Cox Institute for Journalism, Innovation, Management, and Leadership as a part of its Innovation Fellowship Program. To learn more, go to grady.uga.edu slash coxinstitute. Now, here's the lead. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Hi, thank Welcome you for back having to Grady. me. <laughs> Very exciting. Well, since you've graduated from Grady only a few years ago, you dove headfirst into transportation at the Seattle Times. So can you explain a little bit of what your job entails? Because I know that there's this transportation element, but then there's also this audience engagement side of things. Mm-hmm. So can you sort of explain how, how your job works? Yeah, so my official title is engagement editor. I think that engagement reporter is more apt, but I think that's like a very new, uh, very, very new name. So I don't think it's kind of like made the rounds yet. Um, But basically, I think what I do depends on a day-to-day basis, but generally it's kind of for um, buckets of things. Part of it is... Um, or half of it is engagement. And within that, like a quarter is producing work, um, whether that is um, creating posts for social media, um, curating the homepage, um, thinking about analytics and audience, um, reaching new audiences, engaging existing audiences. Um, That's like my producing work, um, crafting news alerts, things like that. And then a quarter is um, uh, putting on events, um, thinking about event planning for a news-consuming audience, which is very new, something that I did not learn in J school because I don't think it was thought of as journalism. Um, so that has been very learn on the on the fly. Um, and then the other half of my job is reporting. Um, and within that, it's like a quarter, what I call engagement reporting, Um, so taking people's thoughts and ideas, um, people's questions or comments and, um, reporting that part. So like reporting out a question, um, uh, or a comment and then either answering it or, um, contextualizing it. Um, and then the last quarter is traditional reporting, what I call traditional reporting. So, um, listening to city council meetings, um, reading legislation, um, talking to people in the community, things like that. Um, so I think the engagement part is just, um, thinking about and, um, listening to our audience's needs and serving them, um, which is really something that that I think all journalists should be doing, but it hasn't been that way. So I think it's just putting an extra emphasis on that. So I, I want to talk about your your beat specifically covering transportation, because I know that that may have been something that was unique and that you hadn't previously experienced. So what was it like sort of getting into a really large city like Seattle and having to cover this complex infrastructure of transportation? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that one of the 
beautiful things about journalism is that theoretically you don't have to be an expert in any subject, but the industry uh, or the skill that journalists have is knowing how to ask the right questions to learn. Um, so, I mean, I didn't study engineering in college or I mean, my only experience is being stuck in Atlanta traffic, <laughs> um, which is what I talked about in my interview. But it's not like I, I had any um, understanding of the detailed systems, but um, I knew once I got on the job how to ask the questions. Um, and yeah, I think that when this job came open, I remember seeing it and thinking, I'm not going to get it. And even if I do, I'm not going to move to Seattle. Like I don't, that's the complete opposite side of the country. I don't know anything about it, but I really enjoyed the interviewing process. Um, and when I got out there trying to learn a new city that I had never been to before, a new subject, transportation, and um, like the newspaper culture itself, the company culture was a lot at once. Um, and I think that what I really like about transportation is that um, – one, it's, it affects everyone, every single person, whether you have access to it or not. Um, and it's also like a conduit to talk about a lot of other subjects like um, climate change and the environment, like um, race and social justice, um, like policymaking, all of those kinds of more complex areas you can use a transportation lens on. Um, and then... Um, I also really like transportation because I think all through college, I always wanted to be either a national political reporter or like a local political reporter. Um, and what I really like about this beat is that it's policy. And so I feel like even compared to other subjects like um, healthcare or immigration that are highly politicized and it's very obvious um, by just a few things you say, what kind of party you might fall into transportation is a little bit more ambiguous or complex in that way where someone may identify with one party and then have thoughts about transportation that are totally different and it's it's not quite as clear and um so what I really like is I feel like I can get into explaining the the meat a lot easier because it's not as wrapped up or tied into politics, which is what I always thought I wanted to cover. Um, so I just, I feel like that, that gives me a feeling of I'm, I'm having more impact and influencing people's way of thinking because there's not like that, that barrier around it. Do you think being new to Seattle and having your own unique transportation issues or, or thoughts helped influence the sort of coverage that you were approaching because you were sort of learning everything for the first time, learning public transport, didn't have a car, you know, sort of how did how did that newbie aspect help further your reporting? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I feel like, um, I mean, I remember when I was interviewing at other, at other news organizations and I, I kept trying to, I mean, a little bit overinflate the experience I had um, just because I was applying for jobs that said, you know, one to three years experience and I was fresh out of college. Um, and so I just tried to say, you know, like, oh, yeah, I can do this and that. And I've done all these things a million times, which was, you know, half true. <laughs> and what I really liked about interviewing where I work is that they um, – appreciated the perspective that I had, which was someone young and not from Seattle and not familiar with the system. And I think that 
um, again, like that's what I think makes a good journalist is curiosity and and um, not making assumptions, but asking questions instead. And I think that if you're, I think that you know both are both are valuable. Both being um, deeply entrenched in a community for a number of years helps you give context, and then also being brand new to a community also brings a good perspective and so I think having like both in a new news organization is what makes it successful um and so I just feel like the first year and a half of me working there was just why is this the way it is why do we do it this way so I want to ask specifically about what influenced your decision to move across the country I think that that's Oftentimes, you know, I would consider it brave. And and as a journalism student, it seems also simultaneously frightening. So can you (laughs) talk about how you were able to, fresh out of college, just make this leap all the way across the country? And you've been there ever since. Well, yeah. And and I think it was scary. That's why I thought long and hard about it. When I graduated, I mean, so I'm from Georgia. I'm from the metro Atlanta area, metro, metro Atlanta, um, and went to school in Georgia. Um, and um, I really wanted to stay on the East Coast somewhere. I planned to stay in D.C. where I interned after college. Um, but I got this job opportunity, and the advice I got from one of my advisors was especially when you're young, like you're never going to have as easy of a time moving clear across the country. Um, I don't have children. I'm not um, married. And not that those things make it impossible by any means, but I think it certainly makes it more challenging um, and more considerations. Um, So not having those considerations. um, And I think to be a good journalist is just having different experiences. And if I lived here my whole life or worked on even this coast for my whole life. I think there's so much of the, like not only the world, but even the country that I hadn't seen. I knew nothing about the Pacific Northwest. Um, And it's a really rich community. I mean, things like, like I never thought about climate change in the same way I do now because it's at my front door. Um, The populations that are there, there's a much more um, present native population that um, is really involved in the community. Um, I mean, their politics, their geography, their culture, their topography, like everything is different. Um, and I think that if I if I ever do want to um, write more national news, like just having more of a perspective is really valuable. Um, and I also, I remember thinking like media, most of it is unfortunately um, conglomerated in New York and D.C. So I will have another chance to get there, but there's not a lot of other opportunity to um, go somewhere new. And so I feel like it is scary, but I think when I was um, considering this job, I was thinking, okay, like I can move there. And then if I really hate it, I can move back, you know, and that's one thing that's really different about my life up to that point is going through school. There's always like a next chapter it's next semester next year um and once you graduate it's up to you and so you can stay as long as you want or leave when it's not right but giving yourself permission I think to be a little bit scared and I think it helped that Seattle's a major metropolitan city um helped make it less scary too 
while you were on campus, you were heavily involved uh, and, and you maintained a very busy schedule, knowing from personal experience, because Michelle and I knew each other <laughs> when she was here. So how did those specific experiences help you be able to tackle this next step in your life? And how what were some things that that you felt you you didn't bring with you? Oh, OK. Um yeah, when I was a student, I was doing the most. <laughs> I just, I I was never as busy as when I was a student. And it's funny now that I am a full-time reporter and I don't have to think about scheduling interviews and writing stories around classes and tests and, and all of those things. Um, and it's honestly like students work the hardest. It's so much easier now to have eight hours a day dedicated to that um, and then be able to not turn it off, but go home at night and not also have to study for a test. I think being able to balance a lot of different um, tasks at once was really helpful. Um, now it's more less so balancing classes and writing and interviewing and extracurriculars, and it's more so prioritizing stories. Um, my inbox is always flooding with story ideas and tips which is awesome definitely a blessing but um I think trying to prioritize what will have the most impact um and what has the most immediacy and that you know acronym that you learn uh day one in journalism school like that that is something that I think I I brought with me from Grady um and I think thinking about um the impact and on the community that I'm reporting on and just kind of never losing sight of that and never being too um, centered on myself and my interests um, is something that I brought from Grady. Um, but I think what I didn't bring was, or, or what I have changed a little bit is I think that when, since like 10th grade, I knew I wanted to be a journalist and I was hyper-focused on that. And all through college, I um, did anything and everything related to journalism. And now what I really like is I am making more time for other community events because I think that is really important in shaping my understanding of the city is experiencing and attending events and talking with communities um, that are focused on totally different issues um, because sometimes I think it got – it became like a, a self-serving um repetitive cycle of just journalism all the time um, and sometimes you need to step back and and get into the actual conversations that people are talking about. For those students who are currently on the job hunt or, or will soon be facing the workforce, what is some advice that you would offer to them? Oh, well, <laughs> I um, first would say don't take any job that um, doesn't feel right to you. Um, if this makes anyone feel better, it took me five months to find a job, which was um, pretty rough. It was a hard time of my life. And I think that's because I was putting so much of my self-worth as a person into my job, which was unhealthy. Um, because again, like this industry, there's always layoffs. And if the only thing you are or the only thing in your life is your job then when you lose that you lose a sense of self-identity which is not good um so it's obviously understandable why people get upset but um I think 
a lot of my friends from college were in different um, schools, like the business school or um, just other industries. And the way that they get jobs is a lot different than the way that journalism um, students get jobs. So I was comparing myself to them and saying, they already have had something lined up. I feel bad about myself that it's September, October, November, and I still don't have a job. But um, that's because I was being more selective and and thoughtful about where I was applying. Um, I didn't want to apply anywhere that I couldn't actually see myself going to. Um, and I was I, I really tried to read the job descriptions and get an understanding of what I would be doing. And honestly, there's a lot of places that haven't really figured out what jobs should be, and that comes through. And so you can kind of tell when you're looking at jobs what what people have thought through those jobs and what people are posting something just to have a warm body fill a seat. Um, and then I also think it's really important and something that I wish was talked about more in journalism school is don't take a job that you can't afford to live on that salary. It's so real how many organizations underpay people, um, even in small towns, but especially in big cities. And, and there are real numbers that you should not go below. Um, and I think that there is like this sense of, um, this is a very noble profession. Um, and, uh, this isn't a high paying job, which is true. I don't think you should expect to make the same amount that, you know, a, a software developer makes, but there is a living wage that you should expect. And if a company is not willing to give it to you, then you don't want to work for them. Um, because you also have to pay for rent and medical bills and who else knows what comes your way. Um, so that is my two biggest pieces of advice is is think about the job you actually want to be doing and make sure it's for a company that is going to give you what you want. And definitely, I would say, go for the job, not the name brand. I'm so much happier that I am at a smaller place, but doing work I really enjoy versus taking a job at, again, XYZ, like really respected news organization but not doing the work I really um feel fulfilled by um and then asking for a living wage Michelle this has been <laughs> really really great thank you so much for being on the show thank you so much for having me thanks for tuning into the lead I'm Charlotte Norsworthy this episode was produced with guidance from Keith Herndon director of the Cox Institute at the University of Georgia to learn more from interesting media leaders, subscribe to The Lead on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. Until next time.